1: To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. This
2: episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. In the early morning hours of September 8th, 2018, the following 911 call was made by a teenage boy who was at a friend's house. The night was just supposed to be like any other for the group of seniors who attended Run High School. The following call will suggest otherwise. Warning some listeners may find the call disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. I'm on
1: phone with the no one wants catch mercy. Hey, uh, sir, we have a boy here. His name is Brandon Tyson. He's in trouble already, but he uh he took something and he got a control. He bit of uh, my friend's dad's face and he's beating everybody up. Like well, yeah, buddy. Barrett Road, it's near the YMCA. Can you hurry up, please.
0: Try I need to you to stay on the phone, me.
1: Please. Okay. I need you to stay on the phone, with me. Okay. That's off 81 North, right? Hi. Right. Is that off 81 North? Yes, sir. Please hurry up. Okay. Oh, you get, me from. Okay. All right. And so, so what exactly did he take? He, he I don't he know. We don't know. He, he, he just bit somebody. He, You yeah. have to get okay. him you, now. Okay. You have to get
0: him just,
1: now. So we, hold, hold. Just calm down for me. As you calm down for me. All uh? right. No, he ha- you have. Can you please get somebody out yeah, here? They're, now? They're, they're coming. The questions I'm about to ask you are not holding them there on the way. Okay? Yes, Kay. he's in here. Where's he at? They're on the way. They're cup please hurry up. Where is he at? He's in the house somewhere. He's going crazy. How old is he? 17. 17? Yeah. So you have no idea what he took? No, we have no idea. He said he took he said he took mushrooms, but then he's going crazy. Okay, so he took mushrooms? Yes, sir, but that's what he said, but in no way. He's so crazy. Please, get, come on, please hurry up. Did, okay, listen, how's your dad? You said he It's not my face. dad. His face is bit, he's bleeding. Right, that, that, Have you, okay, so all y'all taking my friends? Huh? Have all y'all, have y'all, all y'all done the drugs?
0: No, we're not. No, I haven't
1: done anything. I just played a football game. Even in high school. I really don't want to do the bad situation, sir. Okay, I, I'm I'm not judging you at all. I'm asking questions, buddy. Please me I'm steady. Going I did. Can you tell here, sir? Please no. Just stay on the phone with me, okay? Don't hang up. That That's the best way to help you, you stay on the phone with me. I can't, I, you, get, you hang up, I, I can't get anybody to you. I don't know what's happening, buddy. Okay, <laughs> then I'll stay on the phone with I'm sorry. All right. where is he I'm running around the yard. I'm so scared. And what's his name? Brandon Tyson. What's he wearing? His shorts and his it, he's bloody. Is there somebody on the way? Okay, so you're at- I'm just making sure, man, you're at Merritt Road in Piedmont. They're already on the way, okay? So don't- you don't have to worry hey, about them not coming, alright? All right, so that's yeah. We get a pizza order here, and it's like very okay. long. And it gave a liberty right. or something. Listen to me. So Listen to me. Does he have any weapons? Yeah. Any sticks? and guns? None of that. No, at it. no. Okay. but please hurry up because there's. How did he get a gun in the house? There's a gun in the. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Victor, all right. The man's threatening to shoot me. He's threatening to shoot me. Please get here now. Who's oh to shit! You? No, he didn't. he just shot up in the air. Please get here now, sir. Please, 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 please. Okay, still phone me, Mark. It's me. It's me. Please don't shoot me, Mark. Please, come on. Okay, I'm they're coming. I, me talking to you is not gonna get this faster. I understand that. Just take a deep breath for me. Where are you at? I'm hiding behind a car. You're hiding behind a turret? Yes, I'm... is he? these else? I thought they were coming around for me. Listen, who's got the gun? Who's got the gun? Hold on, sir. I'm scared of him. Scared of who? Who's got the gun? Tell me where's the gun? What dude? Where'd the dude at? He just shot him. He just shot him? He's dead. What? He a shot, Brad. Oh, my God. Please tell me now. Where is that at? Oh, my God. At- he's still walking. Who's still walking? Oh, I you think gotta they're blank. You got on, buddy. I think they're blank. The, the guy shooting blanks at him? Maybe. I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. I don't know these questions, dude. I don't know what this is, man. I'm just a friend high school trying to survive. God, dude. I don't want this to bring me down, though. No. Don't want any. Where's all this going on? This on. Uh, that, that's what I need mean to know. Yeah, two brothers Gonna drive. Okay. Them. Come on. So who's got the gun? Mark, the homeowner. Mark, the homeowner, has the gun? Yes, because he, he, he's here for protection. Okay. Is your friend shot? No, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know if your friend shot? But your friend got blood all over him? I think you just shot him. You think you just shot him again? I don't know, dude. How about? your you I do? They're they're on the way, like the Okay. I just need you to update me on what's going on. Uh, man. Okay. Do you know how yeah. hard this is for me right now? How is this hard you call nine one one, your friend's in trouble. There's people shooting at your friend, your friend's taking some drugs. How this is helping you. <laughs> Did he just, did your friend get shot? I don't know, dude. Come on, please. Me, listen, what does this house look like? I need to know what this house I don't looks know. like, okay? I don't know, man, I'm not inside. I'm terrified right now. It's just get somebody hit him. Okay, just keep an eye out. Where's the guy with the gun? Where's Mark at? I don't know, I don't know. I'm not in there right okay. now. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're fine, we're standing at. I don't know, dude. I hear the sirens, sir. Oh, yeah, they're coming like the sirens. You've got almost half of Anderson County on the way to you. Good. Here, sir, am I going to get in okay. trouble for this? Buddy, just, if you just came to phone with me and wait till I get there, when you get there, just act as calm as you can, okay? Just talk to tell um, them what's going on. I don't want to get out. I have a reputation, sir. Alright, uh, I need to know where your friend's at. Can you tell me where, tell me where Brandon's in at? The the where garage. at? I don't Brandon's in the garage, okay. He's in, he's in the a garage. Friend. I don't know. I'm not in I want to go to the driveway. I don't want to be near it. I'm so scared. Caught. We're at the top of the driveway. Can you let them know that? Yes. Okay. We're waving at them. Please. Okay, you're waving at them. Okay come on please sir oh thank god they're, they're coming man they're coming okay you talking to one uh no he's down there sir please sir, down there the the line. this one here is a quick word from our sponsor
0: we take this few seconds off to inform you our valued loyal listener about the best health and fitness podcast shows from the nespod studios Enjoy the show.
1: Take a deep breath and tell me what's going on. No. Don't act like that. Tell me what's going on. Be calm for me, okay? I'm I don't want to get in charge for this. I play football, man. I got college and stuff. Okay, man. I'm going to go ahead and just get with you and let you talk to them, okay? Hello? you hear me? I'm yes just sir, with you. You talk to the police, alright? Alright, alright. I'm on the phone with them. I'm going to go down there and talk to them. No, 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 no. You, you, if they, what they told you to do? Oh, no. I, I just ran up to the road. I want to get away from them. I don't okay. like that dude, man. That one. Okay. <sighs> just just do me a favor. Just stay out of the way, okay? If they haven't told yes, you what sir. to do, just stay out of the way, okay? Just yes, let them handle it. Ah right. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you so much. No problem. Bye-bye.
2: To begin to understand that call, let's look back at the events that led up to it. Before we do that, I just want to let you know that some of the names of the teenagers that were there have been changed. They were and still are minors. So I've only chosen to use the names that were listed publicly, and of course Brandon's. Otherwise they're just made up. The caller is a boy named Sam. He is a friend of Brandon's as well as a friend of the other boys who were at the home. You can clearly hear Sam say Brandon's name, and he is the one who's being described as acting crazy, and he was wearing shorts with no shirt and is what Sam described as bloody. Initially, Sam said that Brandon was in trouble and that he took something that made him out of control. He also said that Brandon bit his friend's dad in the face and he was hitting everybody. Eventually, Sam tells the 911 dispatcher that Brandon took mushrooms. Those are a psychedelic street drug that have been around for about mm, a couple of decades. Sam says that Brandon is going crazy and that he's unarmed and doesn't have a weapon. Sam does tell the dispatcher that there is a gun in the home and soon after is when you hear the first shot. This one was supposedly fired in the air. Sam says the homeowner, Mark, is the one with the gun for protection. You can hear the panic in Sam's voice when he says to Mark, it's me, it's me, please don't shoot me. Sam says he's hiding behind a truck and he's scared of him. Who he's referring to as him is unclear He could be afraid of his friend Brandon because of erratic behavior or he could be afraid of Mark who is literally walking around his yard with a loaded gun hunting down Brandon. At some point in the call, you hear Sam call the man dude or the dude a few times. That man or dude is Mark Chaston, one of the homeowners and the father to another 17-year-old boy Mike who was friends with Brandon. He lived at the home that this took place at along with his parents, Mark and Nikki. So what happened? Why did a seemingly normal night turn into such a tragedy? Why did Mark feel the need to shoot and kill Brandon? And what was Brandon doing? The following is a timeline of the 911 call and shots heard in the background. The 911 call, along with the autopsy report, incident report, statements to police by witnesses, and a civil suit are where I gathered my information. A great source for this is on a Facebook group run by the Sleuth Coop called What Happened to Brandon Nathan Tyson? They have everything there for your viewing Thank you to them for the sources because this was a bitch trying to find this stuff online through the media alone. Because they don't seem to have much to report on. However, I'm not going off gossip or hearsay. I'm using the documents that I stated above to gather my information. I realize Facebook groups can be sources for non-truths, but I assure you that this is not the case. And I also don't see this particular group as one that condones that. On the morning of September seventh, 2018, Brandon and his mom went to the Anderson County Police Department. Brandon was coming forward as a witness to a robbery that he had seen. A man was robbed for cash and drugs by a group of individuals. The man was also pistol whipped during this robbery, and as a result, he was in critical condition. Brandon not only witnessed this crime, he also knew at least two of the individuals responsible. He was coming to the police department as a witness to the crime because the man himself was refusing to press charges. Because of Brandon's testimony, he would serve as a state's witness and he could help convict the individuals responsible. Two weeks after Brandon's death, all charges were dismissed. The morning at the meeting at the police station They didn't record anything, and they just went over the process and told Brandon that since he knew some of the individuals, that he was not allowed to be in contact with them anymore because that could interfere with the pending case now. And he agreed, and they left the station. Brandon was a senior in high school that year, and he was having a few issues with his friends. His parents and the school counselors felt it would be best if Brandon withdrew from the school and distanced himself from the crowd, in order to focus on his schoolwork and completing his diploma online versus on-campus. He was by no means expelled or asked to leave. This was a decision that his parents made and they did it to try and separate him from what they felt were the bad influences. Despite his lack of physical enrollment in the school, Brandon still maintained a normal life for a teen. He and his friends had plans to attend the high school's football game that evening. And after the meeting with police, Nikki, his mother, dropped Brandon off at his friend Adam's house to spend the night. The boys went to the game with a group of friends, and they left around halftime. They all went over to another friend, Mike's house. Mike's house was a place the group of friends frequented because they could hang out in the converted basement that had a pool table, TV, couches, and it was dubbed the man cave.
1: Here is a quick word from our sponsor.
0: Go get a load of that happiness because happiness is healthy as we know it. Join us every week as we continue to provide you the best of health and fitness wellness updates from around the globe. Enjoy the show.
2: At some point in the night, the teens who were all unsupervised because the parents, Mark and Nikki Chazen, went to bed, had a fire in the backyard pit, they played some pool, drank some beers, smoked some weed, and a few of them ate some mushrooms. Brandon was one of those, and two other teens took them, but they reportedly did not feel any effects. Around midnight, another teen, I'll call Tanner, the individual who was suspected in the robbery and the assault that Brandon witnessed, he showed up. It's not known if they are aware that Brandon went to the police about this crime or not, I mean, personally, I think it's highly unlikely that they knew unless Brandon himself said something to someone about it. But either way, Tanner was there and multiple witnesses, including himself, gave a statement that he was dropped off there by his girlfriend a little before midnight because she had to be home by midnight for curfew. Brandon became erratic and began to do and say odd things, likely due to the onset of the psychedelic drugs that he ingested. Statements vary slightly, but they do state that he began to attempt to make himself throw up by sticking his fingers down his throat. He also stuck his hands in his pants or exposed himself a few times. All the teens stated that this behavior was completely out of the norm for Brandon, and they were all telling him to stop and some even retreated into the man cave to escape from his bizarre escapades. Mike, the teen who lived at the home, alleges to have gone upstairs at this point to take a shower and call his girlfriend before heading to bed. Brandon then turned to an aggressive behavior and he punched Tanner in the face. He then shattered the glass in the garage to the window and picked up a metal pole which looks like a garden flag stake, and he was hitting things with it. He knocked over several bar stools and stripped the pool covering off the table with the metal rod. Concerned about the commotion and the noise that he was causing, the group of teens attempted to calm him down so that he did not wake the homeowners, Mark and Nikki. It was a bit too late for that because shortly after the incident began, Mark and Nikki were both downstairs investigating. When confronted by Mark, Brandon punched him in the face. At this point, some accounts say that Mike, Mark's son, jumped on Brandon in an attempt to defend his dad. But I thought Mike was in the shower. Regardless, the witnesses' accounts are all from outside of this view because as soon as Mark woke up and joined in, the teens dispersed out of fear. Just prior to the 911 call, Sam runs outside the garage and hides behind a truck. While outside, he hears Mike scream, He just bit me in the face! And then he hears Mark say, I'm gonna shoot this motherfucker. And shortly after, Mark returns to the garage with a 38 caliber Smith & Wesson revolver. At 2 a.m., the 911 call comes into dispatch. Unheard on the 911 call, but found in witness statement provided by Tanner, he called his girlfriend, the same one who dropped him off, to tell her about the situation. While on the phone, she heard Mike beg his father not to shoot Brandon. At 2.03 a.m., you hear the first shot in the 911 call. This was apparently a warning shot and was fired up in the air. Mark alleges that he in fact shot at Brandon, because he was coming at his wife, Nikki, with a life sized Jenga piece. It was a wooden block about one foot by six inches and approximately two inches thick. Tanner walks into the garage and sees Mark with a facial wound to his cheek and a gun in his hand. He asks him to please not shoot Brandon and Mark's response was to get out of his way. Tanner retreats to the yard and again calls his girlfriend. Also noted in Tanner's statements to police is that he says Brandon had moments of clarity where he would snap out of it and be totally confused and say he didn't know what he was doing or what was happening to him. Then he would be back to acting like a wild animal and running through the house. At 2.07 a.m., a second shot is heard, and this one makes contact with Brandon, piercing the side of his neck. Autopsy results show this as a superficial wound because it would not proven to have been fatal. At 2:08 a.m., a third shot is heard, and this one is the fatal shot. Brandon was in the garage at the time. His body was found on the ground next to a life size Jenga piece and in front of the refrigerator. He had slipped and fell, and when he was down on the ground, that is when the 5 foot 11 inch mark delivered the fatal shot that ended up going through the right side of Brandon's head by his ear and exiting at a downward slope out the back of his head. Brandon was six foot three inches, so it would be almost impossible for a shot to be angled like that if he wasn't lower to the ground than Mark was. Police arrived shortly after. At 2.48 a.m., Brandon is taken to the hospital with life-threatening injuries. A shot to the neck and head. He is still alive at the time he was admitted. At the very same time police have detained Mark, he is also admitted to the hospital for his facial wounds. At 3.55 a.m., Brandon is pronounced dead. At 7.15 a.m., Brandon's parents were awoken to a knock on the door by the coroner's office, notifying them of the death of their son. As of today, there have been no charges filed against Mark Chazen for the shooting of Brandon. Autopsy and toxicology tests were performed and found that Brandon tested positive for psychedelic mushrooms in THC. Brandon had a fracture on his frontal lobe, a broken nose, dislocated jaw, broken right arm, and fractured fingers on both of his hands. Mark had a blood alcohol level of .078 that was taken three hours after the shooting and also tested positive for marijuana. Many argue that at the very least, the homeowners should be responsible for the fact that they had several underage teenagers in the home where they allowed them to drink alcohol and do drugs. In the civil suit, they allege that not only does this type of activity happen at the Chazen home, but that Mark says he would rather have it happen there than anywhere else so he can keep an eye on them or something to that effect. If that were true, then he sure failed that one considering he wasn't even supervising them that night. The other part of this is that it happened in the state of South Carolina and they have a castle doctor-in-law otherwise known as the stand your ground. Not that familiar with the law, but in doing some research, I was able to figure it out for the most part, at least and put it in somewhat of layman's terms. So a person residing or visiting in South Carolina has the right to use deadly force if they believe they're preventing themselves from being harmed or killed, and it does not justify their actions as self-defense, But it does protect them from ever being prosecuted by law. So, basically, it's a legal way to get away with murder, if you ask me. The law is stating that the person has the right to live in their home or be in their workplace without the fear or threat of another. So, um, and the conflicting part about this is Mark was proven to have been under the influence of drugs and alcohol, so... If the Castle Doctrine Law, the first part states that as long as the person that's shooting isn't already involved in illegal activities. So, I don't know that being under the influence of alcohol is illegal, but in the state of South Carolina, being under the influence of marijuana is against the law. They practically have a zero-tolerance policy for weed down there. Um, So, the fact that he was not just legally drunk... But also, high makes me wonder how this law can still protect him, but apparently it does. Uh, Probably one of the most disturbing things I found when researching this case was a post that was uploaded to Facebook the evening of Brandon's funeral. There was a massive party that was held at the Chazen home, and there's a picture of about 20 or so teenage boys standing literally on the very spot where their friend was killed just three days prior and they're all smiling mark was also in a picture um but he has his face just the right side hidden um so you can't really see his injuries he's standing he doesn't have any ivs in him he doesn't look to be you know in pain of any sorts um But this was three days after he was supposedly in what I've read in some accounts. They say his critical care for having his face eaten off. Uh, The civil suit that the Tysons filed against Mark is still ongoing, as far as I've seen. And if you'd like more information on this case or to read the reports and see the crime scene photos of the home, not the victim, please request to join the Facebook group by the Sleuth Coop called what happened to brandon nathan tyson i'm not affiliated with them i just found their information to be the most organized and thorough thank you guys for listening this will conclude the episode thanks for tuning in if you like what you hear please leave a comment and subscribe thank you